0: Welcome to Business Talk Sister Gawk. I'm Becca and today's podcast topic is the lessons I've learned in business take one and I have a feeling there's going to be definitely far more takes in the future every time I learn more things in doing business. Oh my goodness there's so many but today I'm going to cover quite a few that I learned and as I, I think it's good to reflect it's really good to understand man when i was first starting out as an entrepreneur i wish i would have had someone tell me these things and or these things were were valuable to me and kept me going throughout those first couple years and um one one of the things that i think is really valuable is especially about sales now i i've been thinking through this a lot more because um i have a friend who is just starting out as an entrepreneur and there's a lot of things required And there's like this stress of trying to get the goals done, especially if you are maybe like going under a franchise where they expect certain things of you or whatever else. And I just, I remember this week coming back to this and being like, okay, you got to remember there are two kinds of salespeople. There are hunters and there are farmers. Hunters literally go out and, and kill something, right? And, and they get the sale in that moment. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get the sale over and over and over again all the time, because they're really good at just closing the initial, and that's that's their skill set. But a lot of times they're not the ones to keep that relationship going long term, and they usually pass it off to somebody else, because they're just there to go out and find the deal, and then move on. And, and that's okay. That's a type of personality that's really good at that. Now, there are other kinds of salespeople that are farmers and they plant seeds and they water and they weed and they do all of the things necessary to develop a long term relationship. And I think it's really important to understand that farmers, you typically find them in business to business relationship settings for salespeople. And hunters can really be good at connecting with consumers who are going to buy maybe a one-time purchase or get someone into like a subscription model of something ongoing. However, the big thing with that is that once that subscription has been put in place, what does it look like to maintain so that that Customer is going to be wanting to renew at the end of that time. And I think it's really important if you're a hunter to align yourself with organizations that have the ability to honor what they say that they're going to do. So whether or not it is that you're selling your own stuff and you're like very focused on making sure that your be all end all is quality, right, to your customer. Or if you're selling other products, let's say you have a boutique and you have all these really cool things inside that you want people to purchase, that they're going to be something that people are going to appreciate and value over time so that they come back again to your location. And I think it's really, really important to come back to if you're a farmer, know that at the beginning, you're not going to see a lot of fruit because it takes a long time to grow it. And that's okay because typically, especially if you're a long-term farmer that's doing something like fruit trees, right? Every year after you've gotten that starter going, you will produce a harvest. And it does take longer, but those relationships endure through many, many different hard times as well as prosperous times. Now, I am definitely a farmer. Like, hands down. But that is because I love the relationship. I love providing quality. That doesn't mean, though, that I can't document processes to be able to hand things off. And I think that that is another really valuable thing that I've learned throughout being an entrepreneur is that at the very beginning, I had a lot of time on my hands. I had time to uh, document everything that I did as I learned it. How to build a website. I literally sat down and wrote down every single step so that if I needed to do it again, I didn't have to go relearn everything. It was right there. And to this day, those processes have been good to me because I took the time to document them. And so now, when I am having somebody come to me and say, "Hey, I need help with this," I can just grab a checklist for them and say well this is what I did you should check it out and you should use it and I'm able to then provide value to other people without taking a ton of my time in that moment to get them started and it's the same way with a lot of the podcasts that I do Um, everything that I've learned whether it's from the cheapest way to write a book and get it published on Kindle or all these different things I've done podcasts on because it's a lot easier for me to say I know how to do that and you should go listen to this episode because it's going to be helpful to you. And then that's saving people so much time and effort for the right information that they're looking for. That also comes back tenfold to you when you get to the point where you decide you need to hire an employee. Whether that's a part-time or a full-time person, if you have processes in place, your onboarding experience is going to be so much easier. And even having those right consultants in place, to be able to say, here are all the forms that you need to have ready to roll if you're gonna have somebody start. Oh my goodness, Like that that information was valuable to me to just say, okay, the next time I do this, I can get all of these papers together and I'll know that I have everything to make sure that I'm compliant for workman's comp insurance, for making sure I hit the payroll stuff and pay my taxes and everything else. I need people that can help me put those processes together as well. So, the more research you can do and preparation you can do, the better. And that's something, that's a huge thing that I have learned. It is far better to be prepared and slow going than to get a lot of things and not manage it well. Because that's where I see a lot of entrepreneurs fall apart. Or really have problems once they start expanding their business and hiring more people because they don't have the time to then spend investing in their employees with the documented processes ready to go that their employees can look back on and i mean whether this is videos or checklists or whatever those what people call SOPs or standard operating procedures for your business are what actually make your business incredibly valuable. I mean, those are your trade secrets that help you become competitive as you grow. And it's so important to have those figured out at the very beginning. So if it takes you a while to write things down, that's okay. Know that you are doing yourself an invaluable service later on when you have other people there to help you, whether that is an employee or a subcontractor or whatever. As If you have those things ready to go for them, it's going to make things a lot easier. Um, another thing that I have learned is to evaluate where your worth and joy come from and diversify. Because if you lose your health or your your job, like the work that you can do physically, or even if it's your passion that you have um, that you get all of your joy from. If you don't have other places to see joy and progress, it is so defeating and it's so discouraging because if your identity is wrapped up in those things or that one thing and it goes away, you almost essentially have to rediscover yourself and that's really not healthy. It's really, really important, especially as you grow a business, to evaluate your worth outside of your business's value. And I mean like the amount that you are paying yourself out of your business as you are getting paid to do things. You cannot let this define your overall worth as a human being because when you start doing this and you look at those numbers, you feel worthless sometimes sometimes they're going to be slumps in your business or they're going to be a lot of time getting that sale before you finally close it and if you say i have nothing to show for what i've done in terms of monetary value that is very very unhealthy because you have done so many other things throughout your day and i remember so many times where i looked back and said i didn't make a sale today i don't know what to do, I'm not hitting my goals this month, I'm really upset about that because I'm an action-oriented person, right? But that's not where your worth needs to come from because if you're putting in processes and you're getting a little farther on building your website or you post it on social media, those are all accomplishments that you made and you need to make sure that you acknowledge those things. It doesn't always translate into monetary value immediately, it can be years. Years of effort that provide something even greater than before because now you have experience. And experience is so, so valuable to be able to apply to the next thing that you do. Even if your business fails, and let me tell you, I have had a failed business before. Not in the one that I'm running right now, but I definitely have had a failed business. And in that process, I learned so much more than a college course could ever teach me about business. I learned invaluable lessons about owner operating agreements and how to structure things within an organization and hold people accountable. There were so many things that I learned that I know now I need to have in place if I'm ever gonna do something like that again. And as a matter of fact, I have done something like that again, but I did it differently. And I made sure that I did it right and with the right people because I needed to learn those skills. So here's another thing that I also learned when I was just starting out as an entrepreneur that I thought was incredibly valuable to me. Quality, speed, and expense. Those are three different things. You can pick two of the three, but you can't have all three. So you can pick quality and speed, but you're going to pay a high price for it or you can pick quality and low price, but the speed is going to be incredibly slow. Know that as an entrepreneur, you also are going to have these three things to pick from as you position yourself. If you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of experience and you're comparing yourself in a market with other people that have more experience than you do, then quite honestly, your speed's probably going to be a little slow. Your price point, can be lower because your speed's slower, but you can really do quality work. And that's okay because the more you pick up your speed as you get better and better or know more and more in your experiences, the higher your price can go. And because if you have processes in place that make things faster or allow you to be able to offer more to someone in less amounts of time, that price point is just continually going up. And I I really do think it's important to have a strategy behind when your price increases happen. Now in the past, this is something that wasn't really talked about within um, the marketplace a lot because nobody really openly said we're raising our prices because it felt uncomfortable. Well, with COVID, literally everything has gone up because of inflation. And so people are more comfortable saying, and by the way, Operating costs are more expensive because our um, supplies are more expensive, so we have to raise our price. Now, this is a good time to be evaluating whether or not your price point is where it needs to be. Because honestly, right now, it is a total market for the job hunter. And you can find something with a lot less stress of running a business for probably the same amount of pay that you're paying yourself to run your business at some other place where you're not in charge and you don't have to think about the future. (laughs) So really kind of position yourself in in understanding what your worth truly is, and maybe at the beginning it's a little lower, but it still needs to be comparable to what the market is paying, even the low end. And quite honestly, you can check that out on any website um, for the government, specifically within like DEED under data tools. A lot of times they have like with the median wages as well as the low end and the high end. It's a really good place to be seeing what people are getting paid hourly within the average for your state to make sure that you're on par with where you should be. And if you've been thinking about starting a business and you're working for another business, that's also a really good place to go to see if you're being compensated on par with where you should be based on your experiences. And it's a very good negotiating tool when discussing your compensation with an employer or even within discussing compensation with a client. You can bring it up and say, hey, you know, this is the average of what people are paying for this and also like this is my experience so I'm actually like below the average for what you would expect to pay if you were to hire someone to do it yourself. And the next thing that I think is really important for you to know is that you have to have emotional stamina <laughs> like another other in order to make wise initial moves and help you prepare for the long haul. Because at first, as a a new business owner, momentum is really hard for other people to see. And when you say, I have a business, and they say, what's it about? And you kind of tell them, but they don't really seem interested or whatever, that takes an emotional toll because it's a piece of you. And you're watching someone else's facial reactions to a piece of you. And that's hard. But you know what, you have to have that one person to vent all of your stuff to when you do sales or have hard conversations all of those things you need somebody that can come alongside you and hype you up because if you are a verbal processor or even if you are an internal processor and you get inside your head it's really hard to convince yourself to go back out there and do it again and that is it's so important I mean I have probably one or two people that If I say, hey, I'm going to go to this meeting um, as long as it's not an NDA signed meeting, (laughs) I say, I need to talk to you about it afterwards or I just need to tell you like overall how I feel like it went. Even if it has nothing to do with the exact details of the meeting, I will tell that person oh man, this is the tone that I felt in the room or this is how I felt like my ideas were perceived. All those kind of things. I need to bounce that off someone and it's really important to have that person to be able to do that with. If that is a business partner, then more power to you because you're talking about your business and that's a valuable thing to be able to do together with somebody else. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was this is probably one of the most important things. If you get anything from this podcast, this is it. This is it. You should have a mentor. And business mentors are few and far between. So believe me, I know what it feels like to put yourself out there and ask somebody to be your mentor when they say no. And, you know, justifiably, mentors, if they're successful, are incredibly busy people. So it is a sacrifice of their time to spend with you. So you need to be respectful of it and utilize it in a way that shows value to them. I don't know how many times my business mentor, and oh my goodness, also side note on this, if you have a mentor, it's also important to try to put some couching guidelines along how long you should be meeting for, because you want to be respectful of that person's time, like I said. And I just actually had a closeout meeting with my mentor that we have been going for a year and a half together, once a month, and I have been held accountable in so many ways to get things done and implement new processes that I would have never had for my business. And I'm so, so thankful. But there comes a point too where that person has given you all of the perspective they can and they need to move on to mentor other people And you need to find new perspective and it's okay to move on from those those relationships but do so in a way that is a blessing to both of you right because i just remember being like okay this person has invested so much of their time in me and that this person has paid for thousands of dollars of coaching to their own business that they are now helping to impart to me in the things that they have learned and implemented. That is v- incredibly valuable. So it is so important to thank your mentors well by listening to what they say, doing what they ask of you and recommend or coming back with, here are the reasons why that may not work in this situation, but these are the pieces that I was able to take from your advice. And if you're not doing that, you're not honoring the mentorship and you're really wasting their time. Because there's so many times where I've mentored people where they have stopped coming back and they're not gonna take the initiative to schedule with me or get an agenda together, then that's their problem. Because people who want to push themselves in life will try to surround themselves with other people that will help them be pushed. Now, with that being said, (laughs) when it comes back to the person that you vent all your stuff to, can't be the same person. Because the person that you're venting all that stuff to needs to be somebody who is very good at being sympathetic or showing empathy to get you worked back up to where you need to be instead of holding you accountable to the goals that you set. Because a lot of times as a driven person, you're pushing yourself to be held accountable to those goals and that's why you're so ripped up inside. The next point with that that I did want to make though is that you should not be worried about other people taking your ideas and this comes back to like even people that I've mentored, they don't do the work, they they won't work as hard as you or be able to come up with new ideas the way you can to be able to pivot if the need comes. If somebody takes your idea and it's working for them, be happy for them, move on because you're gonna have more ideas to come. And if there are other people out in the marketplace doing the same thing you are, well That's okay. That means that there's competition to compare yourself to. I mean, I don't know how many times I've called multiple different companies to get quotes before I've gone with one. And in the end, if you lose out in the quote, it's up to that other business to have quality customer service to retain that relationship. And if they're not or they start slipping, you'd be surprised how many people come back to you because they had a good customer service relationship even though it was maybe more expensive. Okay, so this is my final one for this episode, and it's actually going to transition into the gawk portion of this episode because it's a story, and um, this, this is the advice with it, though. Do not underestimate the value of a handwritten note. I do them all the time now, and I, I love doing them because if you are a person that can take the time to find the value in other people, and do it even when you don't even like that person. Take the practice to find the highlights of what is good about that person. It is a very good tool to changing your mindset and it can benefit you in a lot of ways in the future. When I was very young, um, I remember just getting into business, just learning in the industry that I was in, all this stuff. There was a very crabby person that a lot of my coworkers and I had to deal with and just crabby crabby all the time and could not figure out what the deal was with this person at the time and i just remember that christmas having like these (laughs) i don't know it was like some kind of uh foundation or something that if somebody sends money to them they have their they give you free cards and it's got like all their information something like the monarch butterflies association or whatever something like that and i had some of these um cards to that i could use so i decided to write this person a christmas card and put it in their mailbox even though i was like this person is just really crappy to everybody i don't know what's going on with them but i'm just gonna take the time to write a card and thank that person for the time that they have spent with me in helping me accomplish the things that i need to in my career to be able to move forward and even though this person may not be the most enjoyable to work with i'm just going to make sure that they know that i care about them as a person well, years later I found out that this poor person was in the middle of a pretty nasty divorce at the time. And for some reason like every time I saw that person after I sent this Christmas card they just were like so excited to see me and just like thanks for coming, I'm so glad you're here. Even though that that person was in a really bad place in life, years later I remember seeing that person in a completely different context and they just lit up being like I'm so glad you're at this event, we're so happy to have you. Even though I literally did not have any more interactions with that person for years, they remembered who I was. And that person had worked with hundreds of other people in between that time period. But that that's something I really learned. When I was dirt poor and didn't have any money, I could still afford a pencil and a piece of paper. And if you can't afford that, you can probably find one at your local library. <laughs> But I'm just saying the value of a handwritten note goes a long ways in showing your appreciation for other people, regardless of how small it is. You can find things to appreciate about somebody else and let them know that you truly care about them as an individual. So thanks for joining me today. I hope you learned some valuable things that I have spent the last couple years learning or in some situations getting hit over the head with them. And I hope that it's not the same for you in your journey. Learn from my experiences so you don't have to do them yourself. Uh, And if you enjoyed this episode, you should give it a review on Spotify. And I will see you next week.